Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. This content is for informational purposes only. You should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. Nothing contained on here constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement, or offer by Draper Gorenholm or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments whatsoever. Hey everyone, it is me. We are here. Uh, we Joseph is here too. Say hi, Joseph. Hey, what's up? Boom, boom, boom. We're recording. Good morning, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. I am recording this on the computer now. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Boom. All right. It says it's recording. Boom. 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 I am apparently recording. The entire bottle of control. They're all exactly the same. Crypto art. And then what it really is, is an NFT. Wow. How do you want to slap the bag? So this is the next best thing. DeFi is going to be a bubble. It's provably scarce. With Mad Dog. Crypto, gold, and silver. Transparent substance. Take my money, start a war with it. Without further ado. Cheers to you, brother. Get shit done. Because the system has to collapse before that. Cheers, I feel much better now. Cheers. <laughs> wow, that was heavy. Boom. Welcome to Blockchain Booze number uh, 125. Hey, uh, Jar- Jarmon from uh, Atlanta. Was up, uh, Lady Rocket at the Santa Monica bar with the bar. Dang, cheers! Um, if you're uh, if cheers. you're in one of the live streams, by the way, uh, head over to uh, blockchainbooze.io or meet.blockchainbooze.io, and it'll redirect you to the new system. You can hang out with some of the uh, some of the regulars in the chat. You could ask questions, and I monitor those questions live so we can ask the. Uh, the audience, I want to thank uh, Lunar Crush for streaming us live on Lunar Crush and Blockchain Radio, who, who uh, syndicates this also. And uh, yeah, Dan, this chat is on. Um, and uh, Jim, yes, when the sun comes up over Santa Monica Boulevard. Uh, sorry, I started reading that before I realized that's what he posted. Um, uh, cheers. This is going to be a good one. We have Adam Hollander on. He's going to tell us about a project that he's working on, but I'm excited because it's his first time on. And Reaper is back, and this time he is back as himself. As a puppet. I mean, uh, no, wait, this is really puppet. me. I, I don't want to put... In the flesh. Um, I, I need one of them. I love them. Uh, Adam, uh, you're, you're, uh, this is your first time on. Uh, I would love for you to introduce yourself to, to the audience and, and tell us a little bit about what you're working on. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, name's Adam Hollander. Um, I never know what to call myself anymore. Um, <laughs> I suppose serial entrepreneur is probably the, the best title that I could put under my name. But um, I've been starting and running companies for a number of years. Uh, most notably, I uh, started a software company called Fantasy Sales Team that I sold to Microsoft in 2015. Uh, joined them as their director of gamification out in Seattle for a few years and did a variety of things after that. I've uh, been very big into Web3 and NFTs for a little over a year now. 
Um, I've done a couple dozen TV spots trying to educate normies on, uh, you know, crypto and NFTs and metaverse. Uh, run a project that we'll, of course, talk about today called Hungry Wolves, which is a generative collection of 6,000 uh, 3D wolves. Uh, also run a metaverse project called White Sands, uh, where we've uh, sold thousands of plots of virtual land uh, that are now live right now on NFT worlds and happy to talk about anything that's on your minds. Nice. I, you got to start with uh, what are some of, I can see the Bowser behind you. I can see <laughs> a, a Bulbazar. Um, what else you got back there? Oh, I, I got a Board Ape Yacht Club skateboard up there that you can see. Oh, nice. It actually goes like three more shelves up that are just above the camera. And so I've been collecting really nerdy statues for a lot longer than I've been collecting NFTs. Um, I think it, it nice. plays into it, so to speak, that you get addicted with collecting really interesting art. And I've been doing that in physical form a lot longer than I have on the blockchain. Yeah, I, um, I normally have an office full of... Uh, collectibles and junk and fun stuff uh but been working from home and haven't unboxed all the stuff from my office from a few years ago uh, which is pretty funny um it makes a good yeah. background depending on the audience i've actually got a big screen that i can have come down that makes it look like a wall if you know i don't want a giant pikachu behind me <laughs> on a we gotta look all, yeah we gotta look all grown up right most of, the, most of the time i just want to be me uh reaper's alter ego um also has a lot of collectibles behind him uh i'm constantly jealous of um that guy's kind of weird we we allow him every now and then to to show his face but uh maybe tonight we'll see how the night goes i had to uh i had to turn off a little bit of the 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 puppeteering on this thing because when i grabbed my drink and took a sip it got all weird so i didn't you know it's bad enough. You guys are going to, you know, the, the entire time my head would be kind of shaken strangely um, as I'm I just down noticed the hungry wolf so. that's behind you at the bar. I yeah. Love. See, I was going to wait till you notice that. See, that's my, my, my wolf there that I, uh, it's the detail. Uh, oh, there he is. He's, 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 he's working the bar at the board AP Yacht club. Those are all his tips that he's uh, sitting on. got a on. pile of money there. It's been a busy night. Yeah. I like it. That's, that's his, uh, that's, that's his, that's his, that's uh, physical Bitcoin that, uh, been ticked to him for the last, uh, <laughs> Last couple of nights. Oh, he's got those uh, those physical coins with the uh, the private keys uh, under under the sticker. Um, yeah, he, he got them from the uh, the Bitcoin ATM uh, that I, I saw in my gas station the other day. Nice. Yeah, I actually noticed. Um, I was uh, I was mapping something back home, and right next to my house, it looked like because close enough to my house at the gas station by my house, it said Bitcoin ATM, and I was like, what the hell? Um, that was a pretty cool thing to see uh, the other day. It just I popped the up. The fees on those things are just tremendous. Though. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, I should have tried it just to do it, but it was at like a you know a rundown, like not even like an Exxon or a Chevron. It was like you know I'm like this is I'm gonna get scammed off this thing. I'm not even gonna try. Yeah, that, that feels like an opportunity to get rugged in some yeah. way. Or other. Yeah, <laughs> probably just a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, it, it you know, Bitcoin has ran that that spectrum now. It used to be only in really shady places that you could deal with Bitcoin. And now uh and now you're used to like Venmo and Cash App and things like that having Bitcoin in it. So there's no no way you're going into the shady place to to do your Bitcoin deals anymore. Um but Reaper, uh, remind everyone yep. who you are and reintroduce yourself for those who uh who haven't seen you uh yet. Yeah, well, um, so I've uh, been uh, kind of hanging out in this uh, crypto NFT space now for, um, 
I guess, uh, since uh, early January 2021. Um, started doing uh, some, I, I picked up my ape around May. I didn't mint. I was a little late to the party on it, but I ended up finding one that, um, yeah, I spent a lot of time trying to find one based on the whole, you know, uh, IP rights and, and opportunity to create and, and get a little creative and do some some different things with the NFTs. And um started building a character on my guy reaper he was uh he's got the old you know the old uh old timey clothes but the vr you know kind of robot eyes so you know he's uh he's he's time traveling through the metaverse to to make sure that uh, the board apes you know continue their dominance uh, over time right so that was kind of the story and that it turned into you know a reigniting a, a passion of mine around art um i you know did a lot of art as a kid um kind of through you know my early 20s put it on the shelf for a long time um, started doing some more stuff when my kids were born, you know, drawing stuff for them. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt for one sec because you guys know Reaper as the guy who drew all, all oh, yeah, of these. Yeah. So yeah, long way of, of getting to the story, right? I, you know, I figured we got an hour. I can take up some time here. That's right. Um, but, uh, I started doing, uh, you know, different derivatives and full body renders of, of apes. And it started out kind of as a, a, a fun little thing just for, uh, people to, to, uh, you know, have a, a laugh. Hey, and then Those are fantastic. how do I get one, man? <laughs> You're in, man. I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up after this for sure. I love it. Th three, eight, nine, seven. Yeah. All right. I got you. Um, but yeah, the, uh, it, it, it turned into a, a lot bigger, uh, thing, you know, it was word of mouth type of, you know, somebody tweets it out and then, you know, all of their followers go, Oh shit, I want something like that. Um, so started doing, uh, apes at first. I did a lot of gutter cats, uh, before I even was, uh, you know, a, a part of that whole community um and uh was welcomed in there just because i did all the art for them um so i did did quite a bit for those guys and then um you know it, it, it ultimately elon reached out it was kind of it was probably like this time last year august of last year and we started talking yeah and i got my ape in july i did the math uh earlier today i forgot um uh i think it was july 17th uh was when i bought my ape uh, when Jason basically like mm. kept bugging the shit out of me, and one yeah. night after blockchain and booze on a late night, we bought uh, we bought Punk Ape Strong. Yeah, well, see, and you did the same thing, right? You tried to create a character off of the guy right away, yeah. and and somehow you ran across something else I did, I guess, and um, and and hit me up, and we we started putting it together. And little did I know at that point um, that that would uh, put me on a track of kind of changing the tra trajectory of my last year. Um, so through, you know, the connection with Elon, creating Punk Ape Strong, obviously his connection to, uh, Jason or, or Baron Von Hustle or the Hustle House. Uh, he goes by many names. That, um, that guy there, um, Jay Sweeps. Yeah, the, the King Stoner of the space. Uh, we, uh, we, you know, kind of formed, uh, you know, a group, a team here to, to pull together Boring Stone. And so I was one of the you know, founders of Boring Stone. We did a lot of the art there um, together. A lot of the, the full body renders that you see on the covers, um, obviously all of those were mine, but um, some were, were, you know, early on works that I did and some were kind of thrown together with uh, some people we, we got their approval on to, to use their apes in, in our covers at the last minute, um, which is really cool. So like Sailor Gary and, and a few of the others, uh, well, this, this Nota, which was a really cool one. One thing I was going to say is like, this is really cool because this is Mike Shinoda's ape and he requested like his MPC and his spray cans. And so this is, and he didn't have a name before us. So we kept bugging him. We're like, Bored Shinoda, you know, um, what, what were the other options? I think we said um, Bored Shinoda. Um, ape in uh, Park. I don't know. I mean, I'm yeah, Ape in Park. We had all these different things and he liked Bored Shinoda. So we named his ape Bored Shinoda. He told Reaper like some of the details, but like, that's so sick, right? Like, 
the, the full body. But I still think just throwing out there and go back to the story. My favorite is still, you know, I think he doesn't get enough love is my mutant version of my <laughs> strong. Yeah, uh, we, yeah. we were looking, we were going to make like, we stole some ideas. Like we looked at the cover of Boring Stone and we saw a few different country music singers had basically the same exact pose as their pose. And one day, um, uh, Reaper sent me the, the mutant version and holy shit, that's so cool. Like, that, was and, a, that was the first crack at a mutant. I mean, they, they were they're, they're not necessarily as easy. Uh, <laughs> well, I think that it's between my favorite is between this and uh, Clay Morrow with the full ride board motorcycle. Like that's so sick. I don't know. Yeah, my, my guy Clay. He's he's a uh, he's starting to get a little more attention uh, these days. So we'll see. That, there's word is he may end up on some uh, some weed packaging here very soon. So. Not that I can buy it where I live, but he may end up on it. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so that was that was kind of the path, right? So we launched Born Stone in October uh, last year, and then um, you know went through. A, uh, you know, obviously we you guys probably heard hear about our project far too much on, on this uh, this show, so I won't even mention it. But um, started doing some more uh, uh, full bodies here recently. Um, I don't know why. I guess stuff started to get retweeted from old things. Um, Mr. Suit reached out, so our good friend Mr. Suit, um, he'll have his hidden yeah. in here very soon. Um, so yeah, so so pretty cool, uh, pretty cool stuff, um, and and just refreshing some of the new ones. So Alon, I owe you a, a refresh new one since you've only I'm had. Excited. One. We so, got a lot of fun stuff working, and I think that actually kind of leads to a bit of the topic, right? Because we wanted to talk today a little bit about nft ip and i know we talk about it kind of a lot on here because it's 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 a trend right now but but the fact that like you know we we have these nfts they give you the ip rights it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have like an expensive nft like a board ape but like awesome other nft projects like fame lady squad for example gives you the ip rights and you can do some really cool things with that right like you can create characters you can do stuff I actually was joking today while I was thinking about it because you said something to me once, Reaper, where you're like, I don't think anyone ever used a derivative that I made so many times in so many different ways. But that's kind of how we started Boring Stone, right? Like we took that drawing that Reaper did. I threw it on a cover. I made a Tezos NFT as a joke and sent it to a bunch of people. And then people were like, you should make more Boring Stone magazines. (laughs) And we turned it into a whole... A whole thing right like it's still like, somewhat surreal to me like I, I i i started doing these the these derivatives as like a joke like i just thought it was funny like we were you know just yeah. having a having fun on twitter and like oh you know you, you your guy was playing the guitar and he's got this whole backstory it's this retired punk rock guy right but everybody had their own right uh a uh, couple of guys were golfers they had uh, one dude was a skateboarder and he had an eye patch on so you know yeah. we made up this whole story that a seagull was you know hit him when he was like was cruising down the boardwalk and pecked him in the eye so he's holding a seagull because he found that son of a bitch and beat him up you know what i mean like there's there's this everybody has a story around it and that's like the most fun piece of it it's like taking whatever random ass story that we come up with for these nfts and personalizing it in some way again I, you know, it, it's, 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 it's uh, flattering every time I see some of my art out there. I'm like, why are you promoting it? It doesn't even look that good to me. Right. Again, it's still very, very surreal. I think though that it, it has a look like 
if you look at it, right, and, and this is, you know, I'm, I'm ass kissing a little bit but because I love you, but also like you look at it and it matches the ape so well and it matches the style and it's its own thing, but it also matches really well. Like there's other derivatives, like there's those other derivatives of punk ape strong I made. I don't even have them loaded into here because that's how much I regard them in comparison to your art, right? Like I like yours a lot and i think it's uh and it's i think it's really really cool and well, then flattery like, gets you ones are like the tier two version what do you mean? Right? <laughs> flattery gets you everywhere with me so what, what do you now and you can ask for anything and i'll probably give it to you so what, I, what i've seen a lot of full body ape derivatives and these are these are solid no like those other ones that like they did the uh, full body ape like generative drop were neat but they were like a little too caricature cartoony but not in like a cool comic book way and like a cartoon there's something that's just a little off but these don't look yeah. that way these look like that's you know what yuga intended <laughs> yeah you know they, they actually did the the shoulders up and so i'm, I'm well, a fan. really nice work next, next you got a little bit more reach to me uh, say say that out loud on twitter maybe they'll hire me and then come work <laughs> hey <for> i think <laughs> i dude that would be cool they should they should. Heck yeah. Hey, um, I'm, I'm yeah. sure they can afford some some high priced actual 3D modeling, uh, you know, professionals. But hey, you know, if they want uh, if they yeah, want their rudimentary little, derivatives, I'm here for it. But that's the thing is, it's not just uh, the the 3D. It's 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 different, right? Like I have some weird 3D version of my ape somebody made me, but I never use it or look at it the same way I do. Uh, this stuff like i had i thought about like you know like a lot of dudes um jason uh the ape has sent us stuff with it um sailor gary has these cool um people have those instagram filters for their apes like 3d ones and they use it places and it's pretty rad but it's still not the same as like the cartoon puppet that you're using right now like i think it matches the style it works it's like I don't know. There's something yeah. iconic about it. It's, yeah. it's what everybody recognizes. I mean, there's there's some really cool 3D stuff out there. Um, I'll, I'll plug these guys, but yeah. uh, Bob Studio, I've actually been talking yeah. to them a lot lately. And I mean, they've been doing some amazing, amazing 3D renders of a variety of NFT projects, apes and goblins and moonbirds yeah. and the like. And, you know, when somebody does it right, it's like, wow, that's that's really freaking cool. But there's a lot of people that have been trying for a long time yeah. that haven't really absorbed the essence of the underlying NFT and um, yeah. that belongs in its 2D original form. Yeah, I, I agree. I well, think sure. like each each thing has its its original kind of style and you, you know, you could you got to stick with it. Right. Like, I don't know. It's it's a different style. It's a different thing. And it's just, it's cool. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, this, I mean, this is very different than some of the old stuff I, I did. Even, you know, I, I um, when I first got into the NFTs, I'd been doing digital art for a while. I, I used to travel quite a bit for work before COVID. And so I'd sit on the plane and just draw on my iPad, right? And, and so a lot of the old stuff that I had drawn back then, it was more kind of more pencil sketch type stuff, like black and gray, uh, you know, a lot of charcoal shading, those kind of things. Uh, portrait type stuff that I, I you know, really liked doing. Um, but this stuff has been, I mean, this is, it's been way more fun. I mean, like I said, it's the, the story and the creation around it that, that is, uh, that's the most fun piece of it. Um, I do want to tell a quick story though. And before we hand the, the kind of the mic over to, to Adam to talk about his stuff. So kind of the genesis of us getting back, you know, getting connected with, with Adam and, 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 you know, getting him on the show here today 
couple of weeks ago. And this has a, this is a good story, but it has a has a funny ending. All right, so let me get to it. So uh, it was a, a couple of weeks ago now, and we were you know there's a, a, a thread going around about dogs, right? About board ape kennel dogs, and uh, uh, I think Jason had posted his, and I'm like, you know, Jason, he's got one that matches my ape really well. It's got the same robot eyes, and I'm like, you need to trade me that ape or that dog because you know that's the right thing to do. It just matches better. <laughs> and he's like, hell no, I'm not doing that because this is my guy. Right. And he, he, you know, he's built a kind of a story around his dog with his ape on his boring show and things like that. And so Adam uh, hit me up right off, off the back of that, that thread. and was like, hold up your, your dog matches my, my ape really well trade me your, you know, your dog. And I was like, all right, well, what do you got to trade? And it was very similar. It was, it was kind of similar to mine, but not, not quite as, as, as clean. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going through a phase now. I'm trying not to be tied too much to my NFTs anymore. Like not personalizing and like being attached. He wants it, ties. He's gonna make him happy. You know what? I'm not that tied to it. I'll make the trade. Totally cool. We worked it out. You know, simple, super easy trade. But we worked through, and I immediately regretted it. I, mean, <laughs> I was like, oh my yeah, god. Adam you reparations. <laughs> I mean, I was like, oh, oh man, I, that's such a good dog that I gave up, man. But I'm glad you got, I'm glad he's with you now. It's, I know it's going to a place that's not going to get sold, you know, right away. You're not flipping that thing. I have to say that, you know, almost anyone else in the space would have raked me over the coals for that. They would have been mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, you know, I could do it. But, you know, you're going to have to add some ETH. And, mm -hmm. you know, this one's cleaner than mine. But you, yeah. you didn't. Pull any of that shit with me. You, you just uh, said, you know what, man, you're part of the club. You're a good guy. I follow you. Right. You know, if it means something to you, let's do it. And then we just did a super clean, clean, easy trade. Um, I I really respected you for that. It meant a lot to yeah. me and um, really completed my set. So I, I well, really I'm glad, man. And, and that's how we should do this around here because you but know, dude, you got a killer dog just yesterday or the day well, before. Well, yeah. Right? So so I was going to get to that part of the story. So here, here's the next part. This is kind of funny. Okay, okay. So I, I so I tried to pull your move on somebody else, right? I, they had a dog for sale that had the robot eyes, right? And it looked very similar. And I was like, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna shoot my shot with this guy. I'm like, I'm gonna, I sent him a DM. I'm like, look. You already paid it forward. You <laughs> yeah. I was like, and, and his was already for sale, right? And it was already for sale. I was like, look, I know you're looking to move this thing. You know, my dog, your dog, let's make a trade. And he's like, Nah, man, mine's got some traits that are lower than yours. You're going to have to add all this and this, this to the thing. I said, all right, I'm going to pass, right? So that's not what I was here for. I was like, I appreciate the consideration, whatever, whatever. But it didn't work out, right? And so I was like, man, see how nice I was? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I just said that. I, I, I preemptively made sure that. <laughs> yeah. So it led. So it led to. So today I did pick up. I was. I was pretty proud. I. I'll, I, I tweeted out earlier. If you guys want to check my feed, but there was a. a the dog with the merch hat. Uh, basically on the floor, and I. I, I, I ended up picking it. that one up. So anyways, I'm, 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 I'll probably end up trade selling the one that you traded me. So don't feel too bad. I don't want to hurt your feelings. That's a, that's I need okay. to replace that's the ETH that I just drained from my wallet on that dog. So oh, I got to get back home. That's not a floor doggo right there. I like. No, that. no, no, no. Yeah. So I, I felt it's a good steal to pick that one up. So, anyways, that's my intro for for you, Adam. And one of the things I wanted to 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 talk to you about. Obviously, we brought you on here to talk about your project, and and we've been sitting here yapping for thirty minutes about us. So. Um, so a couple of things, and you you did the, you, you mentioned this on the intro around hungry wolves and, and white sands. Um, I've got a wolf. I had a couple more. Don't kill me, but I sold a few. Uh, Here's the dog we were talking about. Just uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. 
my, my stone dog with a hat. So there, there's going to be there's going to be some cool uh, art coming off of this guy. Um, so anyway, sure. uh, so so on, on Hungry Wolves. So, so like I said, I, I minted a few right out of the gate. Um, I had a couple of alpha wolves, and and I, I I probably sold them to to make a profit, and then uh, bought something else that actually lost me money. So. Anyways, I realized my mistake. I bought back in. So I've got the wolf that you see in the background here. Uh, I got a handful of the sheep. Hey, I actually hey Reaper, just here. quick FYI. Jim yeah. says he needs this dog on a t-shirt. I'll, I'll put it on t-shirt. I'll go out to oh, clean, clean, good looking dog. Ooh, those, uh, yeah. you know, t-shirt sites, you can just load up an image. You know that, that idea we were talking about on the chat with the black and white stuff? Um, I was texting you guys some some kind of mock-ups i was doing mm-hmm. those guys would look really good on a page too i think so just, i think we may have to make that happen <laughs> we have to make that happen so, uh, so so anyways um i got back in i had some some sheep still in my wallet uh so i i evolved Wait, uh, yeah you guys gotta tell me about hey, i need to like give you the i don't even know what i did adam i have no clue i just did what like i saw on the site so give everybody out there like the lowdown on on Hungry Wolves, and you just did kind of a rebranding launch type of thing here at the beginning of the month. Yeah. Give everybody a level level set. Yeah, so we launched Hungry Wolves, uh, gosh, over six months ago. And when we launched the project, the whole concept of you know gamification and NFTs and gaming NFTs was really really new. Um, in fact, we launched our website and our Twitter and started bringing people into the Discord. And like two days later, Wolf Game went live. <laughs> that was actually a really interesting time because we were just like, huh, we just came out with gamification, you know, Wolf NFTs. And now there's this whole thing that's blowing up around gamification and Wolf And you didn't, have, you didn't have Beanie shilling for you to get everybody in. I, I did not. I unfortunately yeah. did not. But what are you going to do? Um, you know, my, my background in, you know, starting non-Web3 companies comes from, you know, you figure out all the things that you really would love to do, and then you go raise money, and then you use that money over a period of time to build out everything that you've committed to do. And so I put out this, you know, very detailed roadmap, more so than most projects typically do, where I outline in January, we're going to build this, and in February, we're going to do this, all the way through the end of June this year. And so I laid out like a six-plus-month roadmap of technical development and features that we were going to add into the game and how it was all going to sort of tie together. But, you know, as we all know, six months in NFT land might as well be a hundred years and <laughs> any other, you know, possible. Hey, really really quickly, really yeah, quickly what's the, when I search angry wolves on OpenSea, Oh, it's, it's Hungry Wolves. Hungry Wolves. Hungry Wolves. Oh, okay. Okay, there we go. Uh, yeah, you go to HungryWolves.com if you want to check out the, uh, the project. Oh, okay, I found it. Hungry Wolves. Sorry. I, oh, I just wanted here. to clear up any confusion because I saw like 18 different weird looked shady projects and I knew it wasn't your art. So <laughs> I knew it wasn't right. We're, we're not We're not those ones. But, um, yeah. you know, we, we started out after we minted out the project you know, going down this roadmap and building out these features. But, you know, the challenge we've had, you know, just being transparent is it it took us six months to build out everything that was in that roadmap because it was a lot of really effing ambitious technical features. Um, I will stand here today and I'm really proud of the fact that we recently completed the entire 1.0 roadmap. I mean, the technical game features of Hungry Wolves, I think can stand up next to any project that exists in the NFT space today Barna. And so, you know, to go through very quickly what you can do now with your Hungry Wolf. So we released 6,000 NFTs. Um, They were 
3D rigged models far before it was cool to do 3D rigged models and NFTs. You know, this is back, you know, prior to like Mechaverse impressing the hell out of everybody in that mint. And so we're really proud of the art. And so what we started off with is we said, well, based on the traits of your wolves, we want you to be able to join one of 10 wolf packs. And the way that this came about was all my years playing MMOs and joining guilds. And I wanted people to have these sort of micro communities inside of the overarching one where they could band together based on similar traits of the wolves that they owned. And then they would have a locked chat room inside of Discord. And so the way that it worked is that if you go to our site and you join a wolf pack, based on one of your traits, you can join party pack or gold pack or wild pack, then it immediately unlocks a channel for you in Discord that is exclusive to the other holders that have similar um, wolf traits in their collection. And so we did that in relatively early stages, January. We then said that every month on the full moon, and the full moon runs roughly every 28 days in real life, but we track it in our project, And every month that's happened since the project launched, we have our wolves essentially go out and hunt. And when they go out and hunt, they bring back scrumptious sheep and little lamb NFTs into your wallet that are airdropped to you every single month. And so there's 3,000 alpha wolves, 3,000 beta. The alpha wolves can go out and hunt scrumptious sheep, which are these, you know, big, giant, fluffy sheep. And the beta wolves don't have the same hunting prowess as the alpha wolves. And so they go out and hunt little baby sheep, what we call little lambs. And there's five rarity of each type. And so there's common, uncommon, rare, legendary, and mythical. And every month there's a randomization that takes place. And you bring back a sheep or a lamb for every alpha or beta wolf that you have in your wallet. And so we started doing that very early in the project. But then around February, March, we released the ability for you to eat the sheep. And so you can go into our wolf den. And you can see the wolves that you own. You can see the sheep that you own in your wallet, which are on Polygon. And then you can eat the sheep. And if you go and devour your sheep because your wolves are hungry, then you earn what's called dominance. And dominance is a, think of it like a score or a currency-based value that exists in the context of our project. And so after that, we released the ability for you to have wolf pack competitions. And so every month as you're eating your sheep, the dominance from what we call your primary wolf is mirrored back into your wolf pack. And so we have a leaderboard that's live that actually shows which wolf pack is eating the most sheep and earning the most dominance inside of that month. And then you can earn more dominance for everybody that participates as part of that overarching mechanic. More recently, we released the ability for you to PVP against the other wolves inside of the project. And so you can go into the wolf den, you select one of your wolves, You select any other wolf out of the 6,000 collection and you challenge them. And if it's a same rank challenge, alpha versus alpha or beta versus beta, you both put up dominance and then the winner takes it all home. But if an alpha and a beta wolf challenge each other and the beta wolf wins, the metadata traits of the NFT swap immediately upon. Yo, no way. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Now, now we're getting somewhere. Okay. Yeah. This is cool. It's it's pretty cool stuff. If I do say so myself. And so if you're a beta wolf and you want an alpha wolf, you don't have to go out and necessarily buy it. You challenge an alpha wolf, you put up dominance, they put up their metadata trait. And if you win, immediately you can go to your NFT on OpenSea, refresh metadata, and you'll see that your beta wolf is now an alpha and the alpha wolf has been demoted. They're now a beta. There are always 3,000 of each. And that means the airdrop that you get that month 
is now more or less valuable. It's worth more dominance when eaten. What's the point in participating if you're already an alpha? So if you're an alpha, you don't have to put up any dominance and you have a 75% chance of winning that fight. So it's a way to essentially earn dominance at relatively low risk because you can actually earn about 3x as you would your monthly airdrop in a single fight. And so you have to put up a good amount of dominance if you're a beta. And if you're an alpha, you're probably going to win. And then you have that dominance now in your wallet. But if you lose, man, your metadata trade is gone. I will tell you, the wolf I use is my primary. The very first battle I did with it, I lost my trade. And my my wolf, the leader of the project, is now a beta wolf right now until I get somebody else to accept my challenge. And so then you could say, okay, well, now you've got this dominance going back and forth through airdrops and leaderboards and, you know, you're trading these metadata traits. Well, what do you do with it? Well, we have a storefront that now exists in the Wolf Den where you can level up the visual traits of any wolf in your collection as level one, level two or level three. And we built upgraded visual traits for every trait in the entire collection. And as you spend your dominance, your metadata of your NFT changes again. And visually you can have fire on your tail or you can change your trash can to a diamond trash can or whatever it may be. And you really are now showing off that you have an evolved NFT inside the context of the project. So the the evolution is just something you buy. You buy it with the dominance that you've earned from eating your airdrops or challenging other wolves. So there's no ETH exchange. You're not spending money on it necessarily, but it's something that you're earning towards in the context of the project. That's really cool. We also released a hungry world on NFT worlds where you can go in today, live interactive metaverse world. You can jump right in. You have your wolf and there are hundreds of randomized cheap roaming this vast landscape of caves and castles and all sorts of other stuff. And if you kill the sheep, you earn points. You can upgrade weapons. You can upgrade your avatars. And most importantly, you can go to the vendor and you can use the points in the game to live mint more sheep NFTs into your wallet, which you can then go eat with your original NFT to earn dominance. And it all comes back full circle. And so we've built these game mechanics where you can join your friends in a wolf pack you earn airdrops, you can eat those airdrops, you can compete on leaderboards, you can challenge other wolves, you can upgrade your NFTs, you participate in a metaverse world. I mean, you know, God damn it. Like people talk about utility and NFT projects and like we built a lot of really cool shit. And the uh, problem that really we quickly, had is that uh, a question. I think yeah, that's, that's really important uh, on the dominance stuff. Um, she said, are those dominance when you talk about you know uh, uh, challenging people and giving dominance and gaining dominance and stuff like that, are those tokens also? No, dominance is a database-based trait, not a okay. dollar sign token. And we did that on purpose. Um, we made our sheep NFTs, polygon NFTs. We did not turn dominance into a token very purposefully because we want it enclosed in the game and we don't want unnecessary gas fees to be placed down to the players. And so when you go to eat your sheep, it costs a matter of cents to do that. When you go to spend your dominance, it costs zero. It is not a blockchain transaction. It is happening inside of our game mechanics of our game itself. And so from the very beginning of this project, I made a statement and I said, I don't want to do things on chain just for the sake of saying that I did it. I want to do things on chain when it makes sense to do it. But why on earth would I want to charge you ETH? 
every single time you want to spend your dominance or every time you want to challenge another wolf or otherwise. And so I want to create game mechanics that are fun and that are interactive and engaging. And I only want things to be on chain when they need to be. And yeah. the reason that we do it that way also when even you're upgrading your metadata traits is that you can go and spend dominance and upgrade your actual NFT or you can PVP battle another person inside of the project and change the metadata traits. It costs you nothing. There is no blockchain transaction that's charging you a gas fee to do it. So the, the cool thing about this to me is that you're proving out that. So, so one of the, I always try to relate this back to my kids, right? When I'm trying to talk about gaming and NFTs, like they spend all of their time on Fortnite and Roblox and uh, you know, all, which is they, they're both in their own right a metaverse and whatever. My kids are it. very it, angry to say that time on Roblox is a waste. No, I know, right? Yeah, and they, and they and trust me, is it, I hope it's not a waste because I spend a lot of money funding them you know, with their Robux and yeah, everything. Uh, else. Jim, by the way, Jim is saying that he wants to see me and you battle Reaper. So maybe I got to well, get, I, I got to get a hungry wolf. You got to get a hungry wolf. wolf and by oh, next week, yeah. maybe we need to battle live. The battle space gonna... is pretty cool. It's kind of like a Mortal Kombat simulated thing where you can see health points going up and down and then a winner. Nice. You, you guys should check it out. I'm very, very proud. Everyone watch me get my butt kicked on a Tezos, uh, on yeah, some, on a Tezos game the other day. And it was totally, the dude was watching, like a, guy, a ringer was watching, somebody who's an expert was watching, waiting for me to start the game. He was watching the live stream and joined in and just annihilated me because I'm like a noob without any of the traits and they just killed me. Um, but it'll be fun. I think everyone likes. So it I, I do want to. I do want to fight you. I will tell you that you know, I I just leveled my guy up a little bit. He's got some dominance sure. points on it. So you're you're in trouble. I'm just gonna say that. But anyways, so 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 Adam, one of the things that you said I think was to, you know. So uh, again, I'm trying to relate this back to. I, I do truly believe, and I, I would assume you do as well, given your involvement in this project, that. NFTs are going to play a huge role. Blockchain is going to play a huge role in gaming in the future, right? So we've got all of the games that are, you know, we've been playing, our kids have been playing for however long. They're essentially metaverses in themselves, but they're siloed, right? To their own unique individual situation, right? You, know, you can't interoperability between different, uh, different games and those kind of things. Well, you know, it blows my mind because gamers are so just violently opposed it's really strange nfts yeah. and blockchain and, it, and it's really puzzling because they are the market that should be most excited about it mm -hmm. you know you, you spend 20 30 hours earning some rare sword in a video game and you're super yep. proud of the fact that you did it and then you decide well i'm not going to play that game anymore and that sword is locked forever into that one locked. video game that yeah. you'll probably never play again and your accomplishment is locked into that video game that you'll never play mm -hmm. again. And imagine if you could spend the 30 hours obtaining that sword and then all of a sudden there's 12 other games that you can take that sword and use it to do cool things in those environments. And then by the way, you can sell it and then you can use the money from that to buy other things that are gonna help you along the way inside of other Dude. games. It doesn't have yeah. to be, you know, pay to, yeah. you know, play environment or mechanics, but Reaper, the imagine all the Robux, yeah, all the Robux we give our children to buy shit, oh and then, I mean, and then all the Robux I'm they get for their birthdays and shit to buy different yep. things, if they could actually transfer those things beyond the single 
game within the game that they play. Well, these gamers yeah. that are so opposed to NFTs and yet they'll pay thousands of dollars in microtransactions yeah. inside of these individual games with no ownership whatsoever. And exactly. it's just a misconception. There, there are these threads that, you know, NFTs are a scam and people are paying, you know, millions of dollars for JPEGs that you can right click and copy paste. And people just don't understand yet exactly what they represent, that it's digital ownership. And mm -hmm. eventually I agree with you that that has to click in because yeah. it makes too much sense for it not to eventually click in. But we need to get over that hurdle. I almost feel like we can't call them NFTs in the context of gaming if we want to see some level of it. Yeah. Um, you call earlier, it something today, I, I, earlier today, I forgot what I said. Uh, it was a total throwaway tweet comment. But then I Googled it and I realized that I actually Googled something or I made a, a comment that was completely 100% unique. Like it didn't, it didn't have any Google search results. Hold on, let me try to find it. So it's crypto stash. You guys know stash. Uh, yeah. Um, so stash, the 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 gamer and uh, uh, YouTuber friend of ours, Ashe, who does um, does these these cool uh, uh, YouTube uh, live streams, and actually he does it on um, on Theta, the live streams, doing all of his all cool stuff. He posted earlier today. I just want to throw this out there. It's, it's a humble brag, but also incredibly stupid. Um, <laughs> uh, he said, "What other names could you call NFT?" And just my stupid response, that just whatever came into my head, was Boomziggles. <laughs> and, and I just responded with Boomziggles exclamation point. Then I Googled it after I responded. And there were zero search results. If I put booms, if you invented a word, I invented a word. I think we need it up on Wikipedia. It would it would work better than NFTs. It's, it's, it's all, yeah. Call it call it anything at this point, right? And exactly. uh, and and deal with it. But you know, you the so here's here's where I think it's going to flip. And and I do think that so absolutely agree. Most of the uh, there is a certain generation of gamer that are completely against this. Absolutely, they're they're they've actually. I don't think actively they're actually against it. I think they're reading headlines that crypto is an environmental disaster. Crypto is yeah, this, there's crypto that. Disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're and it, it, their it, parents that are against. Yeah, it. and and we're we're, we're obviously we we've, we've seen situations where you know like you know Twitch streamers and others have kind of killed projects and others other because they've got so many followers and those kind of things. But the younger generation, and I say younger, and I'm I'm moving my, my son into this because um, I so let's take a little story back. When the other side did their first trip, I could not figure out how to work the controls. I don't know how to do this shit. Like I'm I, I can I'm I'm a little I'm a little older, right? So I don't I, I, I haven't grown up playing games the whole like you know first person type thing or third person thing on your my son uh, was slapping my hand away from the keyboard when yeah. he did the other side. He, he's like so I woke him up because I'm like, hey, come check this out. This is gonna be really cool with the first trip. You know, it's summer, he's sleeping late, whatever. And yeah, just to that point, he's like can you get out of the chair and let me do this? Because you have no idea what you're doing. Right. But he was all over. It. And so as, as he's going through it, he's trying, he's asking me questions finally, which is great. So I've been trying to get him into this whole NFT blockchain stuff for like, you know, forever now. And so he's asking me, okay, so what is this? How does this work? And this, why is all that? So they're going to get it. The younger generation is going to get it. They're going to get this better than the ones who I think are now just taking a stand to take a stand. 
Mm. And, and it will become much more ingrained into just gaming in general, right? I, and I think, again, you, you take away the word NFT, you take away the word blockchain, everything that the gamers do today is the same thing. It's exactly right. the same thing. No, I, I agree with you completely. I mean, I, I've uh, been playing MMOs for a lot longer than I, I'd like to admit. Um, I haven't had real time for them <laughs> last number of years. But, you know, you take so much pride when you invest, you know, dozens, hundreds of hours working alongside, you know, dozens or hundreds of other people to obtain rare items in these games and these worlds. And in MMOs in particular, a big part of that is sort of the flex that you're walking around with these thousands of other people and they see that you have yeah. this, you know, yeah. really rare, cool thing. And, you know, what's happened to some extent is that all these people that are so into NFTs and using them as PFPs on Twitter it's kind of like they're experiencing that sensation that people that have been playing MMOs have had for a very long time. You're able to kind of show off and identify with these, you know, really cool digital assets that you obtained in some cases through making, you know, very smart decisions or by being in the right place at the right time. And so um, at the end of the day, I absolutely believe that blockchain and NFTs are going to play a very important role as building blocks of metaverse, which I, I think is an inevitability um, yep. You know, what form that takes and how many of them there are and how quickly it happens. These are all, you know, big questions that are very much up in the air right now. But um, I am very optimistic that they will play the role that we all expect them to. We just need to get over this, you know, misinformation, stigma, you know, misconceptions that people have about what these actually are. And part of that, by the way, is on us. You know, we have to educate people much better about security practices and how to be safe with NFTs, because otherwise what happens is one person spends a bunch of money, they do something stupid, they lose it all. And then they tell their 10 friends that it was all a big scam and they lost all their money. And then they tell 10 other people it was a big scam and they lost all their money. And, you know, we've got to hold people more accountable when they do malicious things in the space. You know, there are projects that fail, that fail for reasons just like any other business. And then there are projects that fail because they were truly rugged by their founders and people stole a bunch of money and otherwise. And um, we have to really make sure that we're holding those people violently accountable for the things that they are doing. And if we get better about those kinds of things, then I think it'll be a lot safer for people to play in the space and then people will be more open to making these kind of investments and you know, not even just their ETH, but yeah. also their time. I spend so much time talking about regulation and all that stuff and how I got into crypto was through the crowdfunding industry and online investing industry. And all we did was talk about regulation and I'm not a regulator and I don't give a shit about that stuff. I do give a shit about that stuff, but I'm angry about it, like constantly. Like it doesn't make sense. It's not fair. It's completely un-American to every standard of what everyone believes America is supposed to be about. And, and then we talk about um, all of this stuff and it's just, it's, it's insane and offensive because I don't want real projects and people to to slow down or stop or not do their project because they're afraid of the regulatory environment they're afraid of all this stuff when there's scammers out there and stuff like that but i also want all i want is the regulators to to basically destroy the scammers right throw them in prison give them don't slap them on the wrist or fine them completely destroy them right like 
if you're a person who scams people, destroy them. If you're a person who runs a startup that failed, you're a fucking hero. You're a person who tried to do something new. <laughs> you put your own life on the line, your own well-being on the line, and you risked it. Like, that's the definition of, of the American dream, right? Like, you're risking it all to, to make a better... Well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off on a little right? bit of a tangent, maybe even say some things that I shouldn't. But, you know, I wake up every single day, and I have tweets that show up on my own feed from really hateful people that are saying some really terrible shit to me about how I've, you know, rugged or scammed my projects. And the reason that they say these things is because the floor prices aren't necessarily where they want them to be. And at the end of the day, they might've, you know, overinvested when maybe they shouldn't have. But what I've always prided myself on personally, and, you know, I have a very long career history of, you know, running companies and, you know, taking on investors and really doing right by people. Every project that I've ever taken on in the space, I have outlined on day one, prior to the mint, every single thing that I was committing to do, everything that I'm going to build, all the investments that I'm going to make, the way that I anticipate that this thing is going to go. And, you know, when I wake up, I mean, literally two days ago, I had a tweet show up where somebody was like, yeah, Adam, you know, is just a grifter. He scammed, you know, all the people in Hungry Wolves. And I'm sitting there like, just two weeks ago, I released this badass pvp feature and all these nft upgrades and i said we're giving away a million world token in our you know hungry world and i did an ama where i invited everybody up on stage to talk to me directly and ask questions but yet i'm rugging the project because the price might not be exactly where you want it to be at this moment and i will tell you that it's a very toxic environment for founders Um, it's very challenging to run any kind of a project where you have thousands of people investing money in ETH in a Discord 24-7 in all places in the world that all have their own expectations of what you should be doing at any given moment and how you should be marketing or influencers you should be paying or what you should be building or not building or whatever it may be. And what it comes down to is that the only way that we're all successful in this space is if we, to your point, we should be celebrating everybody that is genuinely trying to build and genuinely trying new things at times where it might be very challenging or even dangerous to try new things. And people do not understand in this space the difference between something not achieving their expectations or the price points that they want it to and a rug where people were thieving or stealing their money. And that's really unfortunate because I can tell you, I take it very personally. I mean, it, it sucks when I wake up in the morning and I've got to start my day with somebody, you know, saying that they're going to sue me because I stole all their ETH because, you know, the price didn't go in the direction that Yeah, the thing that sucks about it all is there's so many scammers and so many people who genuinely deserve the, the, the sort of vitriol and, and the, the, the anger. And then there's people who are genuinely trying to start companies, right? And the the thing is, when you buy something from, I don't know, you go to Best Buy, you go to Target, you buy something from a company. If that company happened to go out of business or that product, I mean, you buy a car, it instantly is worth significantly less the second you get off the lot. You don't go you know, fuck Ford, right? Like what a bunch of assholes. My, my F-150 is worth 20% less because I drove it off the lot. Um, it's just a part of life, right? And it's a part of doing business. But people look at uh, these things 
in a way they shouldn't. And that's part of maybe the problem of the whole community or education. They think of these things as like investments or something like that, which again, you shouldn't be thinking of investments as like seven minutes later, it's supposed to be up, right? Like that's well, not- I, I, would, I would argue, and I, I really appreciate you using that term that I've said so many times and you know, on the news, I've said it in, on Twitter, I've said it in AMAs. I don't believe that virtually any NFTs are investments. NFTs yeah. are gambling. At the end of the day, it's, it's just gambling. And that's okay. You can gamble and you can have fun with something. And by the way, you might even make a lot of money. And if you really believe that it's investing at best, it's extremely risky investing. When you went to the freaking, you know, when we were kids, there wasn't such thing as Comic-Con. A Comic-Con was a, a literally like 18 dudes with folding tables in a high school cafeteria, right? And you'd go there, you might buy a comic book, right? You didn't think like the next day, that spawn number one comic book was going to go from $14 to $3,000. Well, NFT land moves at just a a different pace than anything else in the world. The expectations are high. It's mind-blowing, though, people, the expectations people have. Well, and I I will say this, that you should be able to hold founders accountable for what they say they're going to do. And so if a founder comes out with a roadmap and says, and by the way, you know, Hungry Wolves is an example. I said, we're going to release this collection of 6,000 wolves. We're going to do airdrops every single month on the full moon. You're going to be able to log in and join wolf packs. It's going to unlock channels for you. You're going to have PVP. You're going to be able to upgrade the traits of your wolf. You're going to have leaderboards. We're going to build another collection of freedom mint baby wolves. We said that we were going to do all these crazy things that, by the way, you add it up to almost any other NFT project. It's like there's not a lot of people committing to do that much shit in their project. And we did everything. And maybe it didn't all work out the way we anticipated or happen as quickly as we might have liked, but at least we said we were going to do something and then we did it. And you should be able to hold me accountable as a holder for doing all of that stuff. 100%. Well, what's funny is a lot of projects are going the opposite direction now. Partly because it's it's easier to not commit to doing anything, <laughs> um, but also because of the shit that people have gotten because of roadmaps, and also because like lawyers have also scared people, like oh, if you give a roadmap, you're promising something in return, or whatever bullshit um, you know legal minds are thinking because of this stupid these stupid hurdles we have to go through because of regulation. But people are going the opposite direction, like launching projects, no roadmap, like. And well, then look at like, well, why would I participate in this thing if I don't know anyone is going to be accountable for anything? Yeah. Well, Go- Goblin Time is a great example of that. And by the way, it's one of my you know true favorite projects in the moment. I mean, I think the team there is executing just on a, another strategy. I talked so much shit the day of their launch on Twitter, and then I never bought one, and I was so <laughs> mad at myself. So I don't have one, so I hate them. But you I'm- look at what's happening right now, it's it's really you know almost weirdly unfortunate for that team because so yeah. much happened with their free mint. And they didn't promise a damn thing. They were explicit about it right on their website. We have no roadmap. We're not promising a damn thing to any holder. And so then the price goes all the way up to like eight, nine ETH. And then a bunch of people overextended themselves and bought in speculatively, not by the way, because they were really excited about the project or they really wanted a goblin or whatever, you know, reason that you might own an NFT, but because they thought it was going to keep going up. Then it goes down, 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 down to goblin town. And now it's at like one and a half ETH. And I'm reading strings of people being like, what are the founders doing? This is bullshit. I invested all this money and, you know, they can't even come out and make promises to me and, you know, do all this stuff. And I'm sitting there just like face palming, like, oh my God, like it's okay for you to gamble on buying an NFT. But at the end of the day, accept 
the decisions that you've made in that case. Nobody promised you a damn thing in that case. And by the way, if you want projects that are going to promise you something, then those projects exist. Go buy something with a roadmap. But even then, they're not promising you that the floor price is going to go up. People were just committing to how they're going to execute. Yeah. But they were only buying because of price, not because of anything. New. That's exactly right. You went into it. You went into a Twitter space, and it was like, <laughs> like that's literally was the. Whole that was problem. one of the most like over the last year, outside of the very very early days of board apes, when people would get on the spaces or in Discord chat and like make monkey sounds. That was like the next iteration of it, and I go, you know what? This is really dumb. I should not buy this. And then what did it do? Price went way up, right? You know, so so you can't ever bet on any of these things. But part of the reason why I stayed back on that, and again, you know, maybe it's it's good, maybe it's bad. But and one thing I'll say to like everybody is out there listening to this exact point we're talking about. You don't want to get rugged. You don't want to like you know put money in, buy at the top, do all these other kind of things. Bet on people, right? And so I I don't necessarily you know. Some floor price plays into it into things, but for me, a lot of times floor price is like a deterrent more than anything else because I'm like, ah, shit, I want to buy that, but it's a little high. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to jump into shit. I'll sit out here and wait, right? If it's super low, I also may like, eh, well, let's kind of see where this thing goes. But if there's a project that that you believe in the project, you believe in the founders, you uh, have a connection to it in one way or another. That's a better you trust your gut more than just following price because you will see stuff pump all the time and you'll be like, ah, should I miss that one? Ah, I should have bought into this thing or whatever. Things go up, things go down. If you're in this now, and I think what we're seeing with this bear market, you know, kind of turn that, that has happened over the last couple of months is that, yeah, volume's way down, but people are consolidating into things that they know and they trust and they're invested in you know, personally invested in, not necessarily monetarily invested in, but they are invested in because they like what's happening, 10 KTF or Pixel Vault or whatever. Their their floor prices aren't necessarily like super great, but they've got a strong team behind them. People are buying into it because it's super low. They get a ton of FUD every day, especially Pixel Vault. Shit. I mean, I, I, I'm a big Pixel Vault Maxi, I've been in that thing since the very beginning. I love those guys. I think, you know, what their ambitions are, are super high. They've got a very big bar to hit. So what ends up happening is that the FUD out there is like, oh, well, it's taken you so long to hit this. And you may never do it, even though it's been less, you know, babies, like what, what, 15 months since they launched. <laughs> um, you know, things think big, big things take time. Right. And so the NFT space moves so fast. If you're not turning around profit for me tomorrow i'm immediately going to say this thing isn't going to happen and i'm i'm talking shit to the founders and i'm trying to flood the project and i'm selling out and i'm complaining about floor price and, and that's not well, a way first you talk forward. about how it's the greatest thing on earth then you sell and then, yeah. then you talk shit yeah exactly yeah yeah or or you know just just constantly complaining about why my bags aren't being pumped but you know, like I, there are projects that I believe in wholeheartedly because I, I think they have a very strong foundation. I think their vision is great. It may take them a little while to get there and that's fine. You know, you know, you, you think back to their, you know, mid nineties, you know, if you really believed in Amazon, if you didn't really believe in Amazon, maybe that's the right way to put it. You'd have been out of that thing right away. I'm like, what this guy selling books, give me a break. Right. 
books. You got to believe in the vision, right? And if, and if you, and you, you got to really be able to take into account the whole thing. So, you know, Adam, when you're talking about a lot of things that you're doing within your game, and I, I didn't even get a chance to talk about White Sands. I had a few questions around that. We'll get to that if we can. But a lot of the, con you know, like the, the mechanics you're building within your game that are gasless, don't cost any money, those kind of things, that's the stuff that will translate into other games and making this more adaptable to a broad, you know, kind of a, a mainstream audience. Those are the things you look for when you're trying to figure out, okay, who actually knows what they're doing and who's trying to just turn a quick buck and skate out, right? Anyways, that's my way of promoting and, and saying, look, I, I like what you're doing. And and you're you're on that group of of guys that 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 are building something that uh is is being built for the long term, right? And who cares about the floor price? Forget all the guys who are DMing you every day. I know it's personally, it sucks. It hurts when you see those every morning, but don't let it distract you from, from the future. I appreciate that. I, yeah, I, uh, uh, <laughs> Jim, Jim just posted in the chat, I fear the Reaper. Um, uh, the, uh, I'm going to throw out the really quick um, Reaper. We're going to have to next week or the week after do a live live battle because uh, I now own this guy right here. There you go. Uh, I love it. Good choice, banana shirt. Wow. <laughs> That's right. So I went. I actually was looking, at, was looking at the floor, and then immediately the the feature that I liked the most was the uh, the amp. And so I was like, you know, Punk Apestrog needs a hungry wolf that yeah. owns an amp, obviously. Um, and well, so uh, now, so Lon, is, is that an alpha wolf or a beta wolf? He's a beta, so. Oh, uh, you're toast, buddy. I got you. Okay. Well, uh, we'll have to... well, if he's a beta, now you need a couple of sheep to eat so that you can earn dominance to gamble it. So we'll, we'll have to there get you a couple sheep before uh, next month airdrop. All right. There we're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. When's the next full moon shit? Uh, I got a... just had <laughs> one like uh, three or four days ago. So you got a couple. Oh, couple man. All right. Hey, Alon, do we, do we have like a few extra minutes? Can I ask like one more question, Adam? Yeah. 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 We, we got right. no, uh, you know, there's no constraints. No time frame. All right. So Adam, if you got a few minutes extra to hang out, I yeah, so you've got the White Sands metaverse. Yeah. It's a kind of a different thing, right? We haven't really talked about that too much. Um, it's all built on NFT worlds. I think you're you, obviously the wolf game thing is built on NFT worlds too. I, I gotta ask, and I I, I don't want to like open a Pandora's box, but Minecraft came out and said we hate NFTs. You, know, you guys are building on NFT worlds, which is built kind of tie into Minecraft. It, I don't even know the right answer or the right question, but are you worried about that? Is that, does that played into anything and run change your direction at all? Or are you, or, or are you, oh, yeah. That's you a, okay. <laughs> change direction is a, is an understatement. Uh, okay. The, the entire okay. world of NFT worlds was really flipped on its head a couple of weeks yeah. ago. But I'm actually very excited and very bullish about the future and uh, the decisions that ArcDev and Temp Tranquil and the, founders of NFT worlds are making. Um, you know, for those that are unfamiliar, so NFT worlds was a, an NFT project of 10,000 NFTs that if you owned one, it allowed you to essentially, and I, I'm oversimplifying here in the interest of time, add blockchain connection to a Minecraft server. And it allowed those 10,000 servers to be interconnected with one another to create a real metaverse platform. And so today you could go and spin up a Minecraft server and you can create whatever your you know, mind imagine can you know, think of building. And then you can even invite people to come into that server. But there's four walls around it. It's a video game. It's not interconnected with 
hundreds, thousands of other servers and other games. And so what NFT Worlds did is they said, you're going to be able to portal and transport from every one of these worlds to another world. And then you're going to be able to look at the blockchain to see the NFTs that people own and use that to create permissions or ownership of items or land or otherwise inside of these servers. And then they created a token called World Token that would act as a standardized economy across those 10,000 worlds so that you could go and, say, earn some World Token for saving a princess from a dragon and then jump through a portal and use it to play around a virtual golf. And then maybe you earn some more World Token for getting a hole in one and you jump into White Sands and use that to buy a car to you know, drive into somebody's villa mansion. And so this whole idea of NFT worlds, you know, people really have had a misconception of it for a long time that, you know, oh, they're just selling Minecraft seeds. It's actually a really complex integrated system that allows these blockchain connections to take place and this interconnectivity to take place on all of these different Minecraft servers. And so there are dozens, hundreds of projects that are building really cool shit on NFT worlds. And we, of course, were one of them. And we put out a world where we sold thousands of plots of virtual land. We built these magnificent modern homes on them. We allowed you to hang your NFTs up on walls and customize them and build anything that you could imagine. You can travel from people's home to home. We have voice chat. I mean, I could go on and on and on. But we built a really, really cool place for people to build and create and hang out. And just this Friday, we're releasing furniture and moving vehicles, flying water, land. We're releasing pets that are going to interact with you inside of the world. I mean, there's a lot of really amazing stuff that we've built, you know, coming all the way back to we promised that we were going to do a lot in our roadmap, and we've done a lot in our roadmap. Now, NFT Worlds has always depended on Minecraft because it's built on the Minecraft engine. And the NFT Worlds team has been talking to the IP control teams at Microsoft for years. They have good relationships with those folks. And I've actually talked to the founders about this on multiple occasions of what would ever happen if Microsoft came out and, say, wanted you guys to stop because maybe they're going to you know, add their own Web3 connections into Minecraft or want to turn it into a metaverse world or any number of things that could have ever happened, one of which being you know, almost inexplicably, unexpectedly, Minecraft coming out saying we hate Web3, we hate NFTs, and we're never going to allow this inside of our platform, which was just this yeah. like incredible facepalm, like, oh, my God, like they're doing but exactly what they, they do. Even with could they stop what was going on? Because it was, it is a uh, open source project, isn't it? Minecraft has its own EULA and they definitely have terms and conditions you need to abide by. And okay. if they add terms and conditions in stating that you cannot gate functionality or ownership of objects based on NFTs or blockchain, then they have the right to do so. And so, of course, you know, this was always you know, a little bit of a cloud over the NFT world's project and ecosystem that, you know, this could hypothetically happen. But the folks at NFT Worlds were in touch with pretty prominent people at Microsoft that seemed to be very supportive of what they were doing. And as someone that sold their software company to Microsoft and worked at Microsoft for two years as their director of gamification, I personally felt it was much more likely that if Microsoft ever wanted to get in on this, that they would just acquire NFT Worlds because they're doing some really amazingly cool stuff and would allow them to transcend Minecraft from being a video game platform to a metaverse very, very easily. And I was always sort of anticipating that that would just inevitably happen one day. 
but it didn't. Instead, Minecraft came out and said, we hate blockchain, we hate NFTs, this is never going to happen. They have not officially changed their terms and conditions yet. It was more of this opinion blog post that came out from the team kind of saying, hey, we're going to give you guys a heads up that this is just what we think about NFTs, which was awesome. Um, but when that came because out, here's um, a bunch of, here's something to scare the shit out of you, but we're not going to actually yeah, change it. And it was it very sounds, obviously, it sounds like the government where well, you talk shit it was very about obviously all of this stuff, but we're going to just not um, really let you understand how we actually feel. <laughs> they, uh, they very much showed that they didn't really understand, um, blockchain or web three. In fact, they said most NFTs are bought with Bitcoin inside of yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, their their message, which you know, you're sort of looking at it like, wow, I'm like, is this really happening? Just like this, you're going to do us like that. But that's okay. Um, you know what happened was within hours, the price of World Token went down by like seventy percent. The mm -hmm. floor price of NFT Worlds went down by like seventy percent. The floor price of White Sands and every other project on NFT Worlds went down by about seventy percent, all within a matter of like hours. And everybody was saying, oh, well, this is all dead. NFT Worlds obviously is just, you know, going to shut down. You know, it's, you know, Discord and everything is gone. But what people don't necessarily realize is that NFT Worlds, which was a free mint in and of itself back in the day, over time, you know, they've had a floor price, you know, well in excess of 10 ETH at different points in time. They've, you know, traded thousands and thousands of ETH on secondary at a 10% royalty. Um, they've brought in millions of dollars. And they've done an avatars mint that brought in millions of dollars. They have a war chest over there. And they have some really amazingly smart, talented, capable developers that have already shown a proclivity for building really, really complex, amazing shit. And so yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a bunch of other groups and people building sort of metaverses too, right? Like I think Jim in our chat share or Crispin shared in our chat some um different platforms like nvidia has has a a metaverse platform and and some others so i think Look, there's, there's, there's you know, minecraft of, isn't the only one there's a variety of platforms the the thing that was so attractive about nft worlds for so long is that they've got 140 million monthly active players on the platform and so if you talk about reducing a barrier to entry of bringing people into a metaverse wouldn't it be nice if it was on the platform that they already have installed that they're already using every single now, what NFT Worlds decided to do is they said, okay, we hear you, Microsoft. You don't want this on your platform, but we have some of the best developers in the world that have been developing on Minecraft for a very long time, and we're going to build our own metaverse platform that's going to look and feel a lot like Minecraft, and it's going to be backwards compatible with Minecraft. So anything that you've built in Minecraft is just going to magically port over and work here. And it's going to be backwards compatible with a lot of the texture packs and plugins and things that you use, because by the way, those are done with third parties and aren't subject to the same regulations. And by the way, a lot of the things that were making it really hard for projects to do cool shit on NFT worlds, like the fact that you can't put brand names or logos or sell things inside of the world. Well, now all of a sudden you can do all that because we're going to remove those restrictions. And they're going to build a platform that hypothetically should look very familiar to Minecraft players and should be backwards compatible and reduce a lot of the friction and barriers that Minecraft exists today for using it as a metaverse platform. And we've had a lot of conversations with those guys. I'm very excited and bullish on their ability to execute this. 
It is an audacious goal. It is a really ambitious project for them to take on. It's going to cost millions of dollars and probably take six to 12 months to execute. But when they do, there's going to be a metaverse platform out there that looks and feels a lot like Minecraft. And I would ask you guys, do you think that that might play a role in metaverse where, yeah, we're going to have a lot of platforms. We're going to have well, Decentraland and Sandbox yeah. and other side, but there's, there's a place for one that looks and feels a lot like Minecraft that already has a bunch of awesome content. Yeah. You, well, yeah, I mean, uh, Sandbox already looks like Minecraft to me, at least for the, not, the untrained eye, right? And then there's a lot of projects like I love the dudes um, at Uplift World. Uh, back in the day, I hung out with them. I don't remember if it was on Blockchain Booze or on one of their podcasts, but they're doing something on the Wax blockchain. But they were also in the in the um, Minecraft, um, you know, the Minecraft Java, whatever um, open source, not open source, but you know, open worlds that you sure. can create. And so I think there there's a lot of stuff. So um, we've, we've got to sign off in a second because we'll jump, uh, for those who are hanging out or for those watching one of the streams, you could jump into meet.blockchainbooze.io, throw on your camera and participate and hang out with the community if you'd like. Um, uh, but, but before we go, um, Reaper, why don't you start, tell everyone where to follow you, um, and, uh, and everything that you're working on. We're going to have you back. Um, one, we got to have our battle. And two, um, uh, a bunch of folks. You gotta, I mean, you got to lose. Yeah, you got to you got to lose. That's fine. Yeah, you, you got to get beat on this battle. That's totally. Cool. Hey, I mean, um, it's it's turning into a theme. I play games with people live on blockchain booze and get my ass kicked. Um, it's, it's all good. I'll continue that for you. Um, but hey, there might be a huge upset. That that would be pretty fun. Well, too. we'll see. We'll see. Um, maybe so. And, and if and, and if it is, uh, I'm I'm going on a buy. We'll have to come back for a rematch. Best out of three. I can't have one that got beat. That's just not going to happen. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Reaper NFT, uh, Reaper underscore NFT on Twitter. Um, you guys can can follow me there. Um, I I shit post and post nor you know dumb stuff all day. If I uh, Post anything that, that is uh, you think is like super smart. Thank you uh, for thinking that. Um, that's that's great. I uh, appreciate it. Um, one thing I'm going to say real quick about uh, everybody needs to give Adam a follow. He's got a. You probably already are following him. He's got like you know I don't know what like forty thousand people following today. So more than likely you already are. But if you're not, give him a follow. Take a take a quick look at the pin tweet that he has uh, with his uh, interview from a uh, Fox News uh, outlet in Chicago. If you were uh, impressed by his ability to uh, talk a good game today, just watch him talk shit back to the uh, newscasters on that interview. I was cracking up earlier today when I rewatched that today, and 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 they, they were they, so just put it this way: go watch it. The newscasters ask him about the metaverse, and then you can hear them laughing in the background as he's trying to explain what the metaverse is and how it's uh, actually a value and where things are going. Uh, and and they're openly laughing, and he like uh, completely shuts them down, and it's a thing of beauty. So so Adam, well done. <laughs> well, watching okay, I can't wait. To, I can't uh, wait to see that. Uh, also, just you. also selfishly, I'm gonna say. There's one uh, TV show and it's like a radio show, local TV show thing, like combination that goes out from San Diego 
that I've been doing for years. And I was doing it when I was doing like the crowdfunding stuff many years ago. And when crypto started, I remember doing the show and it was like, think about like old school radio with like the dude that plays the sound effects and does shit like that. While I was talking about crypto, they were playing uh, like siren sounds in the background going like, wait, what is that? Is that the, is that the SEC coming to arrest you? Like shit like that. They're like making fun of me. And so as a joke, I did the show the other day. Um, I called into the show. Well, I didn't call in. I zoomed into the show because they do it like also as a, 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 it's a TV show, but it's like mostly on like some cable access channel and like Roku boxes or something. But I did it. I called in like with like Reaper has his puppet. I did it as my puppet as Punk Apestrong. And I told them like, hey, my name is Punk Apestrong today. Don't don't say the name along. Um, and and it turned out to be the funniest thing because they couldn't really make fun of me. It was pretty great. Um, so Adam, I can't wait to see that. Adam, give everyone uh, uh, a um, uh, where to follow you. I know Reaper just gave you a great endorsement, but what's your what's your Twitter handle? Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, it's at Hollander Adam, so at H O L L A N D E R A D A M on Twitter, and uh, yeah, I do my best to you know talk about what I'm thinking in NFTs and Web3, and I'm a little more uh, open and honest than maybe I should be sometimes. <laughs> uh, would uh, would love to have you all. Yeah, that's that's the that's the whole point of this, right? Um, right, exactly. Uh, you know, you're you know you um, you're clearly I'll, I'll put this way you're you're an OG in this space. You've been you've been around the block a lot, blockchain wise and gaming and everything else, right? So, uh, it, it's worth it to to listen to his opinions, even if they are just uh, you know, um, hey, I bought this cool dog or I traded this cool dog from this guy who had no idea what he was trading me. You know, whatever. Still gonna be good. I, I still think Adam, you you own uh, you owe Reaper something. You gotta get, get yeah, right. an extra hungry wolf. Here I am. Like I, I need to, I owe him a full body uh, of his uh, his ape and his dog Ooh. together. Like I, I owe him more. I mean, I'll, I'll send you some sheep for, or make sure that you got enough dominance for uh, for your battles. <laughs> there now now we're talking now we're talking. If it makes Uh-oh. sure that I beat a lot. Hey, hey wait. No, you owe me. You don't owe me. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'll get you both some sheep. I, I actually, um, I, I don't know if I've ever gotten a mythical sheep in an airdrop of my own project, but I just logged in and see that I did get one from the uh, the airdrop this last week. So I'll send that over to uh, to one of you guys. I'll, I'll flip a coin. Or Reaper, Reaper. Oh, there we go. Uh, it needs to go, Adam. I'm just saying. I think you know where it needs to go. I like it. Like Sanjay it. said a crescent moon drop for Reaper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much. Blockchain booze number 125. Um, so stoked. Uh, hey, Kim. Uh, thank you for, for joining us. Um, I will uh, see you guys. Excited to, to, to battle you next week or the week after Reaper. We're going to have some fun. Um, it, you know, I didn't talk about this, but I was men- meaning to talk about it like first thing. So thank you all for uh, for hanging in for our last minute change to Wednesday nights. We're going to for now uh, do do blockchain booze every Wednesday night. Um, we didn't even get to talk with Reaper. Actually, we're not supposed to talk about it yet. So Reaper is going to be back to talk about some super secret, super fun, uh, boring stone related news soon. Um, and well, that's a secret. 
What was that? That was supposed to be a secret. Now you're yeah, just teasing. So, so I didn't. I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, right, see you. you guys all next week. Come <laughs> hang out. Meet that blockchainboost.io if you're uh, if you're watching on one of the streams. Bye, everyone. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for having me.